Welcome in this week in Missouri politics midweek update post state of the state uh, address. Uh, I tell you, he went an hour. I mean, he didn't just he didn't say he was going an hour. He went an hour. Um, lots of lots of ground to cover in here. I'll start off um, at the beginning. Um, first of all, kudos to Dean Blocker. He's the first speaker in well since the last one to get the state of the union right without screwing it up. Uh, he didn't have to go to the Senate chamber to do it, which was an improvement over uh, the previous moron. Um, say the state notes started off with Lieutenant Governor, um, goes through the whole group and then, you know, the long introductions, and, you know, of, of uh, 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 that's all that's all the, the boring stuff. He uh, bragged on a special session. He should peacock a little bit on that. Right. Uh, hard, hard to imagine something coming out better than that did. Uh, he hit on my favorite thing that he talks about is increasing broadband. Every time I've ever interviewed him, we talk about broadband. Every time he says he's going to increase funding for it, every time he does. Um, talked about Amtrak. You know, I, I think people don't quite always grasp how important Amtrak is for uh, uh, for Missouri and for folks that use that. So there's that river runner. And then he went through some bridges um, and roads. Talked about I-70. I mean, he would be the fifth governor to talk about the needed to put to uh six lane i-70 uh i personally am pessimistic that they get that done <clears throat> modot is doing um a really interesting project i think i'll tell you a lot about the future of 70. uh there's two things for modot and funding and their relationship with the public and the general assembly uh the the 6370 interchange is maybe the worst interchange i've ever seen i have no idea how I get it that the roads just grew and Columbia grew and the property was so expensive, but it's just not, I, I'm not an engineer. I'm sure there must be many, many, many challenging issues with intersections because that intersection is just rough. Uh, and I think they're redoing it now. So how they redo it and how that would, have, would accommodate a six lane. I mean, that's gonna be some of the most expensive real estate you have to acquire to six lane 70. Um, would be right there at that interchange. Uh, been on the busy interchange in the state. Uh, that's in interesting to me to see how the the end result of that project. Like, I'll tell you some things about the future of a of I seventy, whether it gets uh, six lane or not. <clears throat> um, then you've got uh, then you got uh, Warren Erdman and Brian Treats, two top 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 people going on the Highway Commission. Uh, highway Commission is currently suing the legislature. Uh, I, I I don't know. Some folks will tell you it's over them wanting to fund bike paths or some of this wasteful stuff. It's not really MoDOT road building. Uh, other folks will tell you their stuff. You know, Dan Hageman had some issues. And I'm again, if Dan Hageman has a problem with you, it's probably you. Uh, try, just, just figure that. So I don't know. There's some issues with uh, within MoDOT. But I have to say, overall, I feel like MoDOT runs very well. I mean, I I remember MoDOT when it was hated, incompetent, reviled. And, and, and you know... Kevin Keith doesn't get the credit sometimes, but he was there. Uh, they had some guy, guy come in uh, from New Mexico. Did a, I thought did a good job of turning around the public perception. And I think since then they've actually backed that up with some accomplishments. Uh, I think Mordor's in a good place. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure that many people disagree with you. However, I do think some folks have some concerns about lettered highways. I think Modot would like to dump those off on the counties. I think that the people in the cities would love to dump the lettered highways off on the counties. Um, I, it's the kind of thing, again, I'll say, I'm saying it's the theme of the session. Rule people are too nice. Some point the city folks will dump their highways off on us because we don't stand up for ourselves. 
Um, more school funding. Uh, he talks about some more child care tax credit stuff. Um, I don't know. I go back to, uh, it's interesting. I, 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 I'm kind of the guy that says, yeah, you need to every, you say the word education reform is hundred percent positivity. Right. <clears throat> and then, so the real answer that, that the city people want is to take your money, your tax money that you pay for schools now and give it to charter schools. And I think you have to, I'm for education reform, right? I thought Caleb Rowden gave a great point about restructuring teacher pay. Uh, that, I don't know how you argue with that. Now, the devil's in the details of everything, but the concept of, he said, lessen seniority as far as your pay goes and increase productivity. Productivity is tough. I mean, if there's a kid in the inner city or in you know the poorest parts of rural Missouri and a kid in Ladue, well, that teacher is getting a different kid. You know, one kid is coming to school hungry. One's coming to school fed. One kid's coming to school clean. One's coming to school dirty. One's coming to school healthy. One's coming to school with, without seeing a doctor very often. Uh, one kid's coming to school with two parents that made sure he did his homework. One kid's coming with with sometimes a one parent family with the, where the mother works or the father works hours where they don't have that kind of time. So um, it, it's some of that stuff's challenging, but at least it's an idea. At least it's not just oh, shovel more money to. It's so funny. I've I've sat back and watched this. Uh, Republicans, this is a, this is a, a, um, a issue with being, having the majority for so long and being kind of out of ideas. Um, when you have a majority for 20 years, that's a long time. All those ideas you store up in the minority fighting for and thinking, if we ever get in the majority, we're going to do that. Well, after you've done those after 20 years, uh, 10 years, super majority, you've almost taken all your good ideas and turned them into bad ideas because you put, take them to the extremes. And now you're just spitballing lobbyist stuff for a long, I mean, <clears throat> you look at it this way, there's no abortions. Four-year-olds can buy Uzis. Taxes are as low as you could probably do and actually have a, a functioning state government. I, I I just don't know what more you do. So you get into this kind of lobbyist claptrap and you get into uh, just the right-wing stuff on Facebook. I, I don't know that Putman County. So Putman County is up in North Missouri. Their mascot's the midgets. If you ask a suburban Republican, the midgets are very woke. Very, very woke. Crazy transvestite recruiting, grooming, insanely racist, critical race theory people. Now, I have been to Putman County. So Missouri.com, history of Missouri, one county at a time, Putman County. Good folks. I did not see any wokeness in Putman County. Matter of fact, if you have your mascot in 2023 as the midgets, you probably don't care a lot about wokeness or political correctness for that matter. I have also been a citizens of the World Charter School in Kansas City. A suburban Republican would tell you the citizens of the World Charter School is a very conservative place, a bastion of concern. Ronald Reagan would say this kid's there. I, I don't know. In West Brother County, we call that bullshit. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm just a simple hillbilly. I saw it today, or um, I guess it was uh, was Monday. I saw one of the charter schools in Kansas City is now single gender charter schools. Well, you can't do that as a public school. The, can you imagine the reaction of people if you said, I'm going to have an only boys public school? They lose their mind. Probably rightfully so. So they have a gender-only girls' school, but they allow transsexual students. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'll leave that up to you to decide. But I'm like, you want to give that more money, but you want to be up in arms because some kid, at least some of us play junior high basketball on a misgendered team or whatever you call it, on a a gender that you're not biologically you want to play on that team. I, I think both have issues. But 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 have some consistency. Good lord, 
I mean, don't be just a sucker. Uh, anybody that tells you charter schools are conservative, tell them I've got some oceanfront property in West Butler County for a steal. Um, then um, he talked about more access to pre-kindergarten. That's what I hear from everybody. Everybody out here in education, if you want to talk about how to actually make kids smarter, uh, pre-K is is there is they'll is what they start with. Uh, I know very little or nothing about it, but I'll just tell you: if you talk to people that know know stuff about it, they'll tell you they'll talk pre-K. Seven percent increase for university community colleges funding A plus. Man, A plus is a great thing. <clears throat> if you want to actually give people a hand up, A plus is so important. If you actually want to take a kid and give them a chance, they're willing to work for it. A plus is great. A plus is a terrific program. Um, talked about chip shortage. Um, cola, cola for state employees. Um, I thought that you know, I think that always makes sense. I don't know why people think you can run government differently than a business. You usually, when you try, it sucks. You're gonna have to. If you want people to work for the state, you have to pay them, just like anywhere else. Um, Fifty million in school safety grants. Gosh, I mean, uh, terrible, terrible thing. Uh, so many issues with that. I don't know the 50 million touches it, but at least they're doing something. Um, uh, more law enforcement funding. Um, he had a, uh, he had a, a, I liked how he said he's a rowdy farm boy from Waitland. <laughs> I like that. Speaking of, I got a, I got a Stein here all the way from Sedalia, not far from Waitland. A buddy Chip, I see the state for every year. Appreciate this. I like this class. You wonder what a good Stein looks like. I mean, this is from pro. It's got a top on it. It's got the ceramic handle. It's got a clearly recognized Anheuser-Busch symbol, the Clydesdales, and it's got a nice top on it. That is how you know you have a quality Stein. And if you know you're if you know you're drinking from the Stein of Knowledge, check the courtyard by Marriott. I'll I'll reach into my pocket again. I'll do you the deal. If you are staying, if you're coming to Jeff City for the legislature, if you're coming for a conference, you're coming for whatever. And you look on your app, Expedia app, Marriott app, what was it? What's another? Hotels.com, Kelton. What do you use? Booking.com. Booking.yeah. <clears throat> Booking. Um, if you look, if you're looking through there and you're wanting to find um and you're wanting to find uh hotels, and courtyard by Marriott is within $20 of the other ones. Do this. Book courtyard by Marriott. If you're not wowed, if you don't love it, you cut you come here, 225 Madison. I'll give you this 20 bucks. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to come here and you're going to bring me a Bud Light to drink because it's going to be outstanding. You're going to love it. Uh, so take the test. If if the courtyard by Marriott is within 20 bucks of, of any hotel in Jeff City, book the courtyard. If you don't love it, if it wasn't worth the 20, probably 40, then you come here, give me 20 bucks. If it was worth it, which it will be, I've got six beers now, Kelton, bought to me by people that went to the courtyard by Marriott and was like, hey, this is great. Uh, if it is, then you come and you bring me a beer. And I'll buy you one, and we'll, we'll we'll toast to the Stein of Knowledge and its infinite wisdom. Uh, a couple other things. Bill Eichel coming on. The guy, I tell you, um, in this town, people start off with, oh, he's not really running. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't. Yes, it would make a lot of sense for him to head fake the one race and run it. I mean, that, it just would. I think he's running for governor. I do. Uh, I Bill's a different thing. Bill is not your typical um, – aspirational politician. He, he That's not Bill. He thinks differently. I, I mean, I could be wrong and think it happened. I think he's actually running for governor. Uh, and when he does, in my view, I think he'll be, uh, he'll be a former candidate. I mean, right now he's the one taking on the front runner. So uh, he's got a record that he can run on. And so 
you know, we'll see. I think Bill will do well because um, Bill could, Bill throw a punch. That's the thing about it. <clears throat> okay, let's talk about Vivek Malik, uh, the guest on our show this week, Vivek Malik. So here's the deal. I, I guess I was going to level with you. Can we just just us talk for a second? Here? I, I guess when somebody said first person of color, I always think an African American. That's just my gut. That's just what I think about. Right? I just don't think. I guess I just never think of when I said person of color. I guess I'm always just assuming that is a um, that we're talking about African American, because then when I grew up, I grew up on African Americans. Uh, I walked in. Uh, Vivek Malik is a, is an Indian is an Indian American. Um, I grew up not around. I didn't know anybody who was Indian American really until I went to college, uh, and I guess I don't know a ton about the culture, frankly. Um, but I you walk into that place, to that chamber, um, yesterday. It's one of the most striking scenes I've ever saw. I'll never forget it. I come in, and the House chamber, you know, they're usually pretty picky about letting people stand on the House floor. Uh, you have to be a member. And so it, it, was, uh, it was interesting to see the chamber full with very few legislators. But the number of Indian Americans in there, I mean, probably 200 people. <clears throat> it was such a striking thing. And and I guess I guess when the governor had mentioned the first person of color, I was like, eh, well, whatever, uh, kind of right. I mean, I just it just whatever it was, it didn't really strike me as significant until I walked in that house chamber, and I saw these folks so proud of Vivek, so proud of a person who literally came to this country with three hundred bucks, um, who spent time in Cape, and then I guess he lost a raffle or something, had to move to Wildwood. I don't know. Uh, hope things turn around for him. Now you move to Jeff City, where good clean living. Um, but I, I tell you, it was it was so striking to me to see these folks, folks I'd never I'd never seen, uh, and, and the look of pride on their faces, and um, it was a special day. And I and I I swear, I I had met Vivek Malley. You were talking about a nice person. I mean, he's, he's obviously smart, right? But being smarter than me ain't the hardest race to win. But the, the the kindness he has strikes you, right? <clears throat> he's just a very kind person. Just, you could just, he just, his, his karma is kindness, right? But more than that, uh, it, it, I, it just struck me how much this meant to folks. And it was really interesting to watch. I was so glad I walked over and saw that scene because it was, uh, it was, it was, it was really meaningful to me. And, and if you're Vivek Malik, good Lord, you had to feel like you were kingfish. I mean, it was just, it was an awesome thing to sit and watch. I was glad that I went over and watched it. Uh, he, he gave a tremendous speech, just such a humble speech. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, Peter Kidder said, you'd be impressed with him. I didn't know. And by God, I was. He, he was he was very, very, very impressive. So uh, Vivek Malik is a guy you're going to hear about more going forward. I, I'm pretty impressed by the guy. I think you will be too. He's going to be on our show Sunday on This Week in Missouri Politics. Great guy. Um, uh, I, I'm, I, I don't know. Your state treasurer isn't the saltiest topic to discuss. We'll try to get into some of that. But I think the more interesting that you're going to get is his story. The guy's story is amazing. I mean, I'll tell you. Uh, the governor is, is two appointments. I mean, previously he picked folks that, you know, Mike Keogh's story is incredible, frankly. You know, as this campaign unfolds, I don't know that he talks about it much, but I mean, a guy... I, I I don't know how public he is, but I think his father left when he was a young kid. It's a very large family. And these folks grew up relying on each other. Mike Keogh is obviously an extremely successful businessman. Um, 
you know, Schmidt, Fitzpatrick, the Keogh, the were, those three picks were kind of traditional political picks with backgrounds. Uh, picking a war hero and, and a first generation immigrant who came here with nothing and is now very successful. Uh, the governor picked folks with some re- so two Missourians with some incredible stories um, that I think is going to be fun to get to talk about and know. I know Andrew doesn't, you know, there's two, I've, when you're in the media, uh, you'll, you'll get what I'm saying, just being a consumer of media. There's two types of people that serve in the military that get into politics. The ones that knock you down to tell you every single thing about it and never not talk about their service. And they usually did not do a whole lot. And then there's the ones that don't talk much about it. That that I have I have heard the story from people in the service about some of the things Andrew Bailey saw, and uh, he doesn't talk about them. Stephen Weber is another person who now I don't I've not talked to people in the service, but I know people that know Stephen Weber, and and he saw some some things that were very awful things I couldn't. I mean, he's more of a man than me, uh, and he doesn't talk about them. And I, you, if you're in the media, you kind of just realize. The ones that talk about it 24-7 probably didn't do quite as much as the ones who never mentioned it. And so it's uh, Governor Pick to uh, Andrew will mention it, but never the real story, never the real the things he got medals for stuff. So anyhow, very interesting picks by the governor. Uh, Backstories, two of the most interesting backstories of any politicians that I personally know. So we're going to get into Bivics on the show Sunday. I'm telling you, if you have champs, Missouri Net has a speech. Go listen to it. Outstanding, outstanding speech. And just, I wish you could have seen the room. I, that's the one thing I wish there would have been. <clears throat> I wish there would have been more. I, w- I wish if whoever you could have filmed it, you'd almost wanted to do a bunch of crowd shots uh, because it was so great to see, you know, so many, so many folks there. So proud of him. I thought that was awesome. It, 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 it stuck with me. Uh, and best part of the day, not, not only Peter Kinder ending the service before Vivek spoke, try attempting to, which was funny. Uh, it was Wendell Bailey showing up. I'll, I'll end with this. Wendell Bailey, uh, he, he gave a speech. He was running. I think he ran for lieutenant governor his last campaign. He's running and he comes to Southeast Missouri and I listened to him talk. And he goes, when I started my career 40 years ago in politics, I said, give a young man a chance because it's time for a change. And he goes, now, all those years later, I've, I've come full circle. And I say experience counts. The, the bottom line is, no matter what they like, vote Bailey. <laughs> Wendell Bailey, one of those colorful Missouri politicians, a beloved figure. It was so nice to see him in the Capitol. He still has got jokes. Um, anyhow, Missouri is full of uh, very colorful characters, Wendell Bailey being one of them. Thank you so much for uh, watching. We will see you Sunday on This Week in Missouri Politics. Vivek Mallet, the new state treasurer. See you then.